What is up, guys? Welcome to the second episode of the Nat One Podcast, where we talk about video games, board games, music, movies, television, and whatever the hell else we want. In the studio today, you got me, your host, Jester, and then to my left, we got Failed, who I'm going to pass it over to for the uh, introduction about what we're talking about today. Alright, so uh, AAA movies, games, any form of media, we see them all over the TV, advertisements, everything. These are movies, video games, they get a lot of budget, and some of them they turn out amazing, but there's a lot of them that turn out not so much what you expect. That's uh, that's going to be our main topic today, but if anything goes like last time, we probably won't stay on topic very often. I could talk about Boomer Bust all day. <laughs> there's so many movies out there. Well, I mean, the same goes for video games, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you look at like uh, some of the game franchises out there that come out every year, and it's just the same thing over and over, and they still do really well, which is really surprising to me, but you never get anything new out of it. Yeah, you're just selling a name or whatever. Exactly. Um, so uh, uh, let's start this off with some movies. Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, or like like we said last time, I uh, I've never seen any of the Avengers movies. Yeah, well, you're probably okay at this point. I mean, <clears throat> the last Avengers movie, what what blew my mind about it was just like they have been hyping this movie since what like 2001, and <clears throat> they've been going crazy for it. This is the big thing. Thanos first showed up after. You mean the- Cable? Yeah, Cable. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. They they they've been hyping this movie literally forever, and it's got the biggest budget out of any Marvel movie that's ever come out. More actors, more A list like big name actors than any other movie that I've ever seen, and it was just I don't know. It was a flop in my opinion. It was it didn't live up to the hype. It would have been a good movie, I think, if they didn't put as much hype behind it. But from where I was sitting, I thought it was going to be just a step above where it was. Well, I mean, hype can make or break something. Yeah. That's become apparent in, in, in every form of media that we've touched on. That's but true. Uh, this the Infinity War, what yeah. uh, I see memes about it online. Yeah. Like, if it's meme-worthy, doesn't that mean that it's good? Or is it one of those movies that's just so bad that it's meme-worthy? No, no, no. It was a good movie. And, like, I mean, it's probably a lot based on perspective. Just because I was expecting something completely different than what I got. And I I admit, like, I missed a whole lot of the hype with it. So we had the movie initially come out. It had its initial release. People were freaking out. I mean, going and seeing it two, three times or whatever. I didn't even see it until, like, a week before it left theaters. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I was just, I, I was up near a movie theater and I was like, eh, I haven't seen avengers yet i've really been wanting to see it i don't care as much about it as i do ant-man 2 which i still haven't seen (laughs) but i mean it might have been because i was late to the game so i didn't have the romanticization that everybody else had right at the beginning but But also with ant-man i mean paul rudd yeah paul rudd's fucking amazing he's the greatest if if he went into another movie any movie it could be fucking ant-man it could be some other romantic comedy if he just did a little slapping the bass reference yeah. I would lose my shit. Yeah, yeah. I'd be so happy about that. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, he was the best Paris. I, hey, Joss. Um, Joss Whedon, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I know you know Paul because uh, he was in Romeo and Juliet with you. So get 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 him in uh, get him in some more stuff. See if you can get him in Dr. Horrible sing-along blog, too, that you're supposed to be making. Because, oh, my gosh. Right? He, he could be like the new hero. That would be awesome. That would be cool. They, they would have to bring back Nathan Fillion, though. 
Well, yeah, he'd be Captain Hammer, but probably turned evil because now he knows what pain feels like. Yeah. That'd oh, be cool. The, the script is written already. The script is written, all the songs are written, and all the actors are on board. Joss Whedon's just too busy with other shit to be able to direct it. Uh, Felicia Day's character died in that movie, right? Billy, or no, Billy was a boy, but yeah, Felicia Day's character died. Okay, so that means that she wouldn't be in the next one. Yeah, which would be awesome. Unpopular opinion, I don't like Felicia Day. I don't like Felicia Day either. Okay, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. I, I actually do like you, Felicia. The Guild was hilarious until uh, Will Wheaton showed up. Yeah, I love Will Wheaton, but... I like was... Wesley Crusher. Will Wheaton just kind of ruined the Guild. Yeah, he did, right? Um, But, like... I'm a huge Will Wheaton fan. Like when it comes to his, uh, he board does games and shit. Well, he he's a huge tabletop gamer, which yeah. I admire. But he also does a lot for like uh, in the way of motivational speaking. Really, that's yeah. Weird. He uh, he goes to like schools and stuff, and he says kinda, I was Wesley Crusher. No, he uh, he goes to them and he says like, oh hey. If you're a geek or a nerd, be proud. He's like, these people bully you, but you know who you are, and that's awesome. Yeah, and you like, shouldn't be ashamed of that. I got to meet Sheldon Cooper because I'm a nerd. Is that what he says? No, because, I mean, <laughs> he was he was big before Sheldon. He, I know. he. And, and real talk, uh, Big Bang Theory is garbage. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, terrible. that's another one. I mean, come on. There's a, And the early seasons, I really liked the Big Bang Theory, and... <clears throat> I feel like an idiot for what it's become because of how much I used to like it, but that was back before Sheldon humanized. I mean, like, when yeah. when the show was what it was at the beginning, it was really good. Then all of the changes that it's undergone with this character development, I just, I, I hate it. Um, I, I do love the subtle, like, references that a true nerd would get because The Big Bang Theory, it's a show for non-nerds. Yeah. It, it, that's its demographic. Yeah, it's Chuck Lorre. It's, he's trying to get the same exact people who watch Two and a Half Men. Yeah, and uh, but like there are subtle references. Like uh, Sheldon, whenever he's wearing a green Lantern Corps shirt or any of the Lantern Corps, the emotion that's specific to that Lantern, that's the color that he's wearing when he's feeling that emotion. And yeah. I thought that was a really nice nod to the comics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it shows the Red Lanterns, the, the Violet Lanterns. Yeah. And I thought that was really neat for them to do. Um, but overall, the show is just terrible. Like it, it, the, like you said, the first few seasons were amazing, but yeah. it's gotten progressively worse. It's because more and more people are starting to like it. Well, it's it's ending now, which I'm super oh. happy about. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Jim Parsons. He said that he doesn't want to do it anymore. That so they're sense. they're doing their final episodes on the final season and... They're going to end the show. Yeah, well, I mean, sad to see an era end or whatever, but, you know, remember the good times, guys. Remember, <laughs> remember seasons one through three. It's, it's leaving it's leaving room for other shows of that style, because I wouldn't mind another Big Bang Theory type show to come out. Yeah, it really did. As, it opened the doors up. Yeah, it, uh, it made geek culture kind of relevant in the eyes of the mainstream media, which I thought was really neat. But I would like to see it become more relevant and see more of it. Yeah, like if we could talk about an underhyped show that's way better than it should be. Like if we could get some Harmon Quest or something like that. Oh, on, I love Harmon Quest. It's so fucking good. Nobody knows about it. It's completely underplayed. Um, and anything by Dan Harmon, really. Community, one of the greatest shows okay. on television. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna throw in a plug. We're not sponsored by Harmon Quest or anything, but if you download the Verve app. 
you can watch the first season of Harmony Quest for free. And it's definitely worth a watch if you like D&D or if you just like comedy in general. It's a great show for everyone. It's got animation in it. It's got Dan Harmon and his friends sitting at a table. It's a, it's one of my favorite shows on the internet right now. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And you can actually watch episode one of season two for free. And then if you're a super binger, just get the 30-day free trial on Verve and watch the rest of it and then cancel. And also, Dan, um, if you happen to hear this, get off Verve for real. Go back to Amazon or something that we can use. Yeah, Verve is terrible. We we The interface is so sloppy and it's not user-friendly at all. But it has Harmon Quest on it, so that kind of makes up for it. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I have Verve. But all right, so we we went off topic again. We did. Um, um, Avengers sucked. I mean, I, I hate it. I hate when they all star casts in movies are starting to be such a turnoff for me now because they're trying to ride the coattails of their names and not. Re- I mean, it's always phoned in. If there's a whole lot of actors in a show, they are phoning it in like crazy. Um, in a movie. Yeah, I, I do prefer seeing lesser-known actors. Um, and there there are some exceptions, obviously. Yeah. Like, the, like the, Paul Rudd. The Departed? <laughs> Come on. All-star cast, one of the greatest movies ever made. Oh, I'm just talking about, like, not an all-star cast. I'm talking about just big stars in general. Like, yeah. I, I do like seeing some of the lesser-known ones, but there are exceptions of Paul Rudd, obviously. I mean, we're going to talk about Paul Rudd a lot this episode, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's kind of on my mind lately. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, what's another one? Uh, would would Bruce Campbell be considered a big name art actor? He is the most famous B-rated actor in the entire world. I, I know he is, but would he be considered a big name actor? It depends. Or with... just in the B-movie Okay, genre? so between me, you, and our crowd, everybody knows Bruce well, Campbell. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like in mainstream media, is he... I don't know, are we going to have the Carrie Elway's discussion again? Yeah, kind of, huh? <laughs> or the Wayne Knight? <laughs> um, uh, to, for background information, we had a discussion. It was I, an uh, argument. Yeah, kind of. Um, I was I forgot what I was doing, but Wayne Knight from Jurassic Park came up, and from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I mean, I, I know him. I never watched Seinfeld. Oh man, you're wrong. But um, anyway, I was wondering, like, is he a big name actor? Because he's one of those people that they know him by a certain character, and I didn't know his name until I looked it up. And when I said Wayne Knight, Jester didn't know his name either. Yeah, I know. I had to look it up to him. Like, if you said Newman, I would have known. But he's a big name actor. And Carrie Elway's greatest role wasn't even a real role. It was just his reoccurring character in Psych. That's the best thing Carrie Elway's ever did. And I am counting Robin Hood Men in Tights. I was going to say Robin Hood Men in Tights and The Princess Bride. Come on. You know, it's it's so beloved at this point that I'm kind of over it. I, I still love it. Really? Yeah. It's like every time I watch Pulp Fiction, I like it less. I, I, I feel the same about Pulp Fiction or anything Tarantino's done. I, I can't watch Tarantino anymore. I tried. Like, I was talking to my brother, and he said... We, we were discussing filmography and, like, the cinematics of Tarantino's directing style, and he said that The Hateful Eight was actually a really good movie, and I should watch it because it might change the way that I think about Quentin... So I turned it on, and there's this scene, like, right at the beginning where they get to this inn, and over and over again, 
every single character tells every other character to close the door and it turns into this real sticky thing and everybody's probably sitting in the movie theater laughing and I'm just like fuck this I turned it off I could not deal like that's as far in as I've seen in that movie I'm just like if this is what it's going to be like I can't do it um I uh, we should we should probably stop talking crap about Quentin Tarantino that guy's kind of crazy he might show up at our doors and stab fuck us Tarantino oh uh <laughs> I don't condone that <laughs> That wasn't me. That was that was Jester. So, so if you're gonna um, kill someone, kill him. I don't know. There's there's some guys out there who make movies outside of their realm that are actually pretty good. Like, did you see Guy Ritchie's interpretation of King Arthur with uh, Charlie Hunnam? No. That was pretty. I, Guy Ritchie did um, Snatch, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, that kind of stuff. And he's got that really fast paced style where. He kind of does a Tarantino-style dialogue, but it's faster-paced and it's more kitschy. And he brought that into the King Arthur universe, and it was it was actually pretty good. He did Snatch? Yeah, yeah. Brad Pitt punching people. One of the best yeah. things ever. You like Dags? Yeah. Fight Club. All the way. Love Fight Club. Yeah. I like Palinuk as an author until you get to the ends of his books. Like <laughs> they're so ridiculous. It's that they're just so lovable. stupid. It's just, I, I don't know. Like rant. I loved rant until it was about time travel. You know what? That kind of <laughs> it, it gave me something to think about. Mm-hmm. But uh, his his biggest twist ending that kind of threw me off was choke. When it turns out that the guy's Jesus or yeah, whatever. I was I'm like, like, are I was you like, kidding what? me right now? And he has to be used to like repopulate an alien yeah, it's so stupid. civilization or something. It's just like, weird huh. because he's so normal for so much of his stuff and then at the end of everything it goes from normal to just this bullshit. I think Fight um, Club was probably his most normal thing. Yeah, so I sat down, I watched Fight Club. I remember this like it was yesterday. This is before I had ever read the book. I was with my girlfriend. She's like, you've never seen Fight Club? And I was like, no, I've never never seen fight club and she was telling me how great it is or whatever and then that first scene happens where edward norton is sitting on the plane and then brad pitt sits next to him with the same briefcase and i'm just like so they're the same person and she's like you said you've never seen it i'm like i i haven't seen it i mean that's just duh (laughs) oh so uh i watch a lot of movies that's pretty clever how's that working out for you I can I can read movies. That's about it. I, I can I, I can almost quote Fight Club word for word. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, love the book too. I think We're, the book is better, honestly. But well, I mean, that's it, the book is always better. Uh, yeah, probably. Except anything Stephen King's ever done. <laughs> Going back to Stephen King. Well, the movie's better than the book if it's Stephen King because Stephen King writes scripts. That's what he does. Um, I liked it on paper. More than I liked it on film. Yeah? Yeah, it was so much better on film. Oh, on paper. man, Dark like, Tower? I heard it was terrible. It was. It was so much better as a book. I don't know. Sorry, Idris, but that just... Come on, man. Um. Okay. I, I saw a video. It was talking about the sexiest man alive. Yeah. And uh, this was... Matthew McConaughey, Off right? of People... No, this was People Magazine, okay. and it was back in 97, I believe. And uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was, like, the shoe-in for it. I mean, Titanic was out. And was he old enough to be the sexiest man alive in 97? I don't think so. I don't he think was, that's legal. He was still pretty young. But um, anyway, like, uh, the Howard Stern show, they, uh, they had this drunk, angry midget. Okay. And I think... No, he was a dwarf. He... he said, I'm a dwarf. Okay. There's but, a difference, uh, I'm sure. 
Yeah, his whole thing was that uh, people would call in and they would yell at him and insult him and he would insult them back. Well, Howard Stern set out this thing saying, hey, People Magazine is having a vote for who is the sexiest man alive. Right in my drunk, angry dwarf. And so people wrote it in and People Magazine like threw a shit fit. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio didn't win. Yeah. And, uh... The fuck does this have to do with Idris Elba? Well, I'm getting to that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they wrote it in, and uh, he ended up winning, but they only put him as an honorable mention. Okay. And people were angry about it, obviously. I mean, you vote for someone, and he doesn't win when he obviously did. Like, yeah. they even had the amount of votes on there. Yeah. And he obviously it's, won by a landslide. So he, he won the popular vote, but oh, the yeah. Electoral College decided Basically. that Trump's going to be president? Basically. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's stay away from politics. But um, <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, yeah. But anyway, they're saying um, that for this, uh, this next vote, that uh, when People Magazine does this, instead of voting whoever they want, write in Idris. Because they're saying he is the sexiest man alive. And I don't know him that well. I don't know his work that well. Yeah. I, I know I have, like, I have like a base picture of him in my head. But okay. there's there's a whole thing going around. Write him in. <laughs> but I don't know. That just made me think about that whole story. And I thought it was pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's a good tangent. Good. Okay, uh, so, so we're, what, we're... what games? What games do you have that were just stupid, hyped, and... You absolutely hate it. Oh, I'm gonna get so much hate for this. Um, any Bethesda game. Yeah, I, any you, single one. You say that, but you're wrong. No, I'm not. Okay, I bought Skyrim on release day. Mm-hmm. I popped it in. It installed. There was a day one update. First off. Yeah, I mean that's great. If it does, if it does its job, make sure it's better. I I reached I reached White Run, which is one of the first towns that you reach. Yeah. I go to the stairs to go up to where I have to talk to the Jarl or whatever. Yeah. And I fall through the fucking ground. Well, I mean, just restart. You say I, it's one I, of the first I, I loaded my save file and fell through the ground instantly. I'm like, what the fuck is this? This isn't even a complete game. And everything that Bethesda releases, like religiously, it's so full of glitches. and It's part of the charm. No, it's not. If, I, if I'm buying a game, I want a complete game that I can expect to work well. I want it to work well. I want it to play well. Yeah. If I'm running into game-breaking glitches first day that it's even out, I'm like, why the fuck did this game even get released? Well, I mean, you got to give them time if it's day one. They have testers for that. I know. So my, my vote is any Bethesda game is the biggest letdown on release day for me. More than EA? Uh, EA is a totally different story. Their games aren't broken. They're just, you have to pay a shit ton of money to be, to do anything in them. Yeah. I hate that business model too. (laughs) And I mean, Bungie's not doing any better with Destiny. They're doing the same damn thing. Yeah. You know what really sucks? Hmm. Destiny. Yeah. Um, (laughs) you know. I put so much time into it. We, we both did. And I played a lot of Destiny 1, but you know, the game is just subpar. But the only thing that made it worthwhile for me was playing with friends. Yeah. Because there's not that many games these days that you can just sit there and just relax and play with friends. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but like you even go into like the PvP or something and it's like you have to have this gun. And everything's just completely random. It's it's basically an MMO shoot, uh, shooter looter. 
I don't like shooter looters. Yeah. Um, I don't like the thought of, oh man, this is gonna be a random drop. I gotta work for this gun. Yeah. Because half the time, like, I have such terrible luck that I, it takes me hours and hours and hours to even get a decent gun. Like, I just have terrible RNG luck with it. RNG just does not love me. Well, I mean, you've played Destiny with me, so you you know my story with it. Yeah, we, oh, we'll uh, we'll save that for another time. Well, there's yeah, a whole I think, story with I, that. I think we might have a guest that's pretty angry at my playstyle. So. Yeah, so we'll talk about it then. So that's something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's pretty ridiculous though. But uh, another uh, other big <laughs> games. Let's see, Assassin's Creed. Um, okay. The last one that I really really enjoyed was Black Flag. And even that one, I didn't like it as much as, like, Assassin's Creed 2, or, in my opinion, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and Revelations were all the same game, just an expansion of each other. Okay. And uh, so I I, cons- I kind of bunched those together. They're the Ezio collection, and that is one game, in my opinion. But, I mean, you had Unity, um, Syndicate, you had... Origins, I mean, they're not terrible games, yeah. but it's the same thing rehashed over and over and over. And then Origins tried to throw in this RPG element to it that, in my opinion, just did not work. I mean, it's like, oh, you need to level up to be able to use these items. Yeah, and then you gotta dumb. you got to grind materials to make this armor, yeah. to make this weapon. And it's I, like Assassin's Creed's not a game that you're meant to grind. Yeah, there are there are games for that. That that sounds stupid going to just I've never played that, but that sounds absolutely stupid in an Assassin's Creed game. Exactly. And I it, just want to jump off roofs into haystacks. It, it struck me it, it struck a nerve <clears throat> with me. I was like I should not be grinding in an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Um I I'd been playing Assassin's Creed since the first game came out and the, when the first game came out it blew my mind cuz there wasn't much to it. It was very simple. You had like three different types of quests, and you went through the story, and I loved that about it. It was really simple and easy to play, but you could get into it because yeah. the mechanics worked. Yeah, playability is a big deal. Yeah, so uh, Assassin's Creed's another one that just kind of disappoints me every year that it comes out. And I mean, they took a little bit of a break between... Uh, Oh, shit, I forgot about Assassin's Creed 3. That wasn't very good either. But, uh, yeah, they took a break before they uh, made Syndicate. And it was supposed to be really good. And I like the time period that it took place. It took place during the Industrial Revolution in England. Okay, cool, yeah. And you had to start a gang to rise up against other gangs in England. Gangs in New York? (laughs) Leonardo DiCaprio. Speaking of Scorsese, that... I... I hated Wolf of Wall Street. I was so mad. Like, probably a good movie if you're going into it thinking that you're just going to be watching a movie. But that was another one. Just hyped as shit. And I thought I was going to be watching a Martin Scorsese movie. And I watched well, Wolf of Wall Street. Was there instead. any mobsters in it? No. Then, I mean, then it's he, not a Scorsese He film. does movies without mobsters. There weren't any mobsters in uh, The Aviator. Or Shutter Island. Well, but Shutter that wasn't Island as good as Goodfellas. That's true. I love The Aviator, though. I, I don't know. I, when it comes to Scorsese, I instantly think Mafia. Well, yeah. I mean, Casino, Goodfellas, Taxi Driver. Oh, Casino was one of the best movies ever made. I still... I mean, I'll still watch Goodfellas once a month. <laughs> <laughs> I love 
that stupid movie. I, I want to watch The Godfather again because growing up, that was one of my favorite trilogies. Yeah. And I, I, the I have the PS2 game. Unfortunately, it's too scratched to play. But Frame uh, it. huh? Frame it. What do you mean? Put it on your wall. Put no, I'm just gonna buy another copy. All right, whatever. But uh. Growing up, like, I put probably a good, like, 70 or 80 hours into the Godfather video game. That's nuts. Especially for a movie tie-in game. Like, it was a solid game. Yeah. It, it has the entire trilogy, in, the story of the entire trilogy in it. And you play as this no-name mobster who is in the background of all these events happening in the Godfather. And it's like, these events are happening because of you, but people don't know it because it wasn't in the movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it kind of like, oh, okay, this happened because this unnamed mobster did this, which yeah, I, I thought played, was really I neat. I played a lot of Sonic when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, the the X-Men game for Sega Genesis. Some Sanic. Yeah. <laughs> Saying I played Sega Genesis isn't revealing my age, just my income bracket. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Man, I love it. I want a Nintendo Switch so bad. Like, that's the kind of game style I like, where you can just sit down for 15 minutes and play a stupid game that you don't have to be all storylined about. I want one too, but my main reason for wanting one is because right now I just have my PS4 and my, and my PS2. Yeah. And uh, although I love the systems, I'd like to branch out a bit more. And a lot of games that are on Xbox are also on PS4. There's yeah. not that many exclusives on Xbox. But... Pretty much everything on Switch is exclusive, Smash especially Bros. Uh, Octopath Traveler. It, it's a never even heard. It's a of Square Enix RPG that I really want to play. It yeah. seems amazing. I haven't paid attention to SquareSoft <laughs> since they were SquareSoft. <laughs> Isn't there a new Kingdom Hearts coming out? Yes, Kingdom Hearts Three is coming out in 2019, I think. Is it mad hyped? Because I'm gonna be bummed if it sucks. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> it's super hyped. Um, but I mean, this is a game that people have been waiting for since Kingdom Hearts Two on the PS2. Yeah. So I mean, I this this falls back to our category of boom or bust. Yeah. Um, Man, this, I hope it's a boom. Oh, me too. I hope that it does really well. And I mean, you're gonna be able to go to Toy Story World. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm like hell yeah. I think uh, I think I saw something about a Monsters Inc. World. That'd be fun. And I'm like, that's cool as hell. Mike was asking. <laughs> so. I uh, I really want to play it when it comes out, and I'm hoping that it's good. Yeah, I'm gonna play through it. I'm gonna. Wreck that game, man. Uh, let's see, what's another Rewind game? Rewind it till the tape breaks. Well, I'm, uh, I have to think of some games that have been hyped up. So, uh, what about some movies that were hyped? I don't know. I'm still on that Scorsese train. So, <laughs> I am I am actually very angry about Avengers. You know what another really crappy one was? What? So, I watched through the first two new Star Trek movies. Abram said these are going to be movies for Star Trek fans and also movie fans. So I knew what to expect going in. I'm a huge Trekkie, massive Star Trek fan. And I went in understanding that there's going to be a lot of elements in it that are for movie lovers. And I'm totally fine with that. The first one was awesome. The second one was pretty damn all right. And then the third one comes out, and I'm like, not only is this Star Trek following in the same pattern that it's been following in, but it's Simon Pegg, who I absolutely adore Simon Pegg. 
So I'm up at the movie theater. This is the first time I ever went to a movie theater with like the reclining chairs and the super comfy whatever. You can order real food and all that crap. And I'm like, this is going to be a magical experience. The place literally looked like if they were near an orange grove, I'd smell oranges. I mean, it was a beautiful theater. I sit down and that movie just like took a massive shit all over every single person in the theater. I was so mad. It was, so it, it was bad for Star Trek fans and moviegoers alike? It was bad for everyone. Like, Simon Pegg probably still cries himself to sleep I, over I that. stopped it Into the Darkness. Okay. Because I was like, okay, Pumpernickel Cabbage Patch. He's in us. Yeah. I, they can't get any better than this. I like that Bumpernick Cabbage Patch. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Uh, he was great in Sherlock, too. So, yeah. if you haven't God, seen Sherlock... Sherlock. Yeah, if you haven't seen Sherlock, um, watch it, but stop at season two. So, What are you talking about? I'm still waiting for the next season. Well, season three is okay, but I don't know. I hate when shows get self-aware. Like, when they realize what they are and start playing to that. Well, I mean, Community was self-aware from the start. Community was meta. Which is self-aware. Yeah, there's a totally, like, there's a huge, like, in Sherlock it was, oh, this is what people like from Martin Freeman and Bumbernick Cabbage Patch, so we're gonna just, like, it's like watching a Quentin Tarantino movie. Like, everybody knows what Quentin Tarantino is known for, and now that he knows that, or a Tim Burton movie, everybody knows what Tim Burton's known for, and now that he knows that, that's what every single movie is. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> I, the, speaking of Tim Burton, real quick, we can get yeah. back to what you're talking about. We don't want to go off tangent for too long on this I one. I can't stand Tim Burton. Um, I saw a meme. It was a picture of Danny DeVito. Okay. And uh, this guy's walking up behind him, and he says, Hey, Tim Burton got a call. Gave you a call. Do you want me to connect you in? He says, No, I'll just go grab my top hat, and then it shows him walk out the door. <laughs> and I was like, Wow, okay, yeah. Like, Then I saw the trailer for Dumbo, and Danny DeVito's in it wearing a top hat. That's funny. And... It's like, okay, he, he I, as far as I know, he's been in two Tim Burton movies. He was in Big Fish, yeah. which he was a circus leader, mm-hmm. and he wore a top hat. Yep. And then in Dumbo, he's going to be a circus, a ringleader, and he's going to wear a top hat. So yes. I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. It's the same thing with like, okay, we're going to put a bunch of pale makeup on Johnny Depp and... And then do this weird thing between Johnny Depp and my wife. Like, yeah. what is that? I, I don't know. I, I honestly firmly 100% believe Johnny Depp was an amazing actor prior to Edward Scissorhands. And then on set, Tim Burton raped him. And now he's in every single movie. My favorite Johnny Depp movie is Blow. I hated Blow. I loved it. Um, I like What's Eating Gilbert Grape. That was a good movie, too. But um, he was an ass in that movie. Yeah, man. I Arnie. Mean, He's got his little uh, his little brother who's like mentally handicapped, and he's just a dick to him. Well, I mean, I look, mean, isn't there a scene where he beats the shit out of him? I don't think so. I think there is. You gotta look at the circumstances of those guys' lives, though. Ooh, from hell. That's a newer Johnny Depp movie that I actually like. How how new is newer? I don't know, like '90s or something, early 2000s. He plays the investigator who's um trying to find Jack the Ripper, mm. and Hagrid plays his partner. That might be why I thought it was cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's another one. Harry Potter movies sucked. I have not... I, I hadn't seen... Ooh, I like them. Okay. <clears throat> I, I got some deep stuff with Harry Potter, though. Like, I... <laughs> me, me and the Potters don't get along, but... <clears throat> I hadn't seen those movies, and I was on this kick recently where I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna watch through every hunger games i'm gonna watch through every star wars i'm gonna watch through every this and every that and i got to the harry potter series and i'm just like eh, i've never seen one of them but i guess i'll just sit down on my couch and watch through all seven 
And I just there's I, eight of them. Oh, see that that's how seven much. books and eight movies. Whatever. I sat down to try and watch through them, and I got through all of them. But man, I was not happy about it. <clears throat> see, I, I I have to disagree. I really like the Harry Potter movies, and even though they didn't stick directly to the books, I feel like they were a good enough representation. I don't even care if they stuck to the books. The books suck too. Oh, I like the books too. That was my childhood. Do you know what their author's favorite way to get down a hill is? Rolling. Walking. Oh, jeez. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's my joke. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> um, AAA movies, though. What, what's another, like, AAA movie? What's one that did really well that you really liked? Man, I don't know. I'm so mad about, like, most movies. Yeah, I know you are. You're you're seriously one of the most cynical people I know. For real, though. <laughs> All right, you... you you talk about a game real quick while I think about the best movie okay. that uh, has been super hyped up over the last uh, little bit. A game that got a ton of hype, especially for JRPG fans, was Final Fantasy XV. Does J mean Japan? Yeah. Japanese. Japanese RPG. You have your JRPGs and your WRPGs. What's W? Western. West? Oh, like Red Dead Redemption? No, like Western, like America and Europe. That happened in America. Red Dead Redemption wasn't an RPG. It wasn't? What was it? It was a sandbox adventure. Sandbox Adventure. Is that what the games I like are called? Uh, you like sandbox RPGs. Okay. So that's basically an R- uh, WRPG. Like Skyrim is a WRPG. Yeah. But um, anyway, Final Fantasy Fifteen. It took forever to release, and it was being known as originally Final Fantasy Thirteen Versus. And the game had a super long development cycle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think at one point they even canceled it to redo it. And they started from scratch. Well, when that game came out, you know, it's a good game. It, it, I'll give it that. It is a good game. It's fun to play. Mm-hmm. But for it to be a complete game, like, they released an unfinished product. And they had to release all this extra DLC for the story to be finished. Hey, when are they bringing back Fantasy Star Online? It's, <clears throat> it's, I, I believe it's still around in Japan. I think I liked that one. Fantasy that, Star Online was fun. You get that little thing like you get in Destiny, right? That follows you around. I don't remember. I just remember uh, attacking people with a beam sword. I used to own a GameCube, <laughs> so. But um, yeah, well, Final Fantasy fifteen. It, uh, in my opinion, it was disappointing. It was fun. It's not a bad game by any means, but for how long they took to develop it, I don't believe that it was as good as it should have been. And that was a game that really disappointed me. I mean, the battle style, it was literally you hold circle if you're playing on PlayStation. Okay. You you attack with circle, you just keep hitting circle. Then if an enemy is attacking, you hold square or X. I don't even remember. But uh, that was literally the gameplay. You attack and dodge. And there wasn't anything to it. And it was just so... It's like a side-scroller? No... Um, it's, it's fully 3D, it's open world. Yeah, but it plays through, like, a side-scroller? Kind of, yeah. But, uh, and it was fun, I liked the characters in it, and in every Final Fantasy, they kind of have, like, this whole love thing going on with the female cast. Well, this game had nothing but a male cast, and it was kind of like, what guys would do if there was no females around, how they act without females anywhere. Well, that explains why it's just punching and dodging. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I, I really like that because, like, you could tell that they were close, like, as characters, but it was nice not to really have the story focus on some female love interest. You remember the Final Fantasy VII movie? 
Yeah, that would I, be dumb. I have it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a special edition unopened. It's worth like I don't even know. Wow. I I found it for uh, like ten bucks at your yard sale. I was like, this is probably worth more than that. So, <clears throat> growing up, my favorite movie was Jurassic Park. Like for real, I have a Jurassic Park keychain on my keys today. A couple of years ago, they did this uh, re-release of Jurassic Park, the original, in 3D in theaters, but it was like one night only. I watched it like three times that day. I mean, I, I went to the theater and did like a triple feature of the same film. God damn. Over and over again. I was so into it. And then uh, <clears throat> Jurassic World came out, finally, and I'm just like, yeah, this is pretty all right. There was a little Jimmy Buffett scene or whatever, and I'm like, this isn't a terrible movie. I mean, it wasn't great. It's not a favorite of mine, but... It wasn't terrible. And then Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom came out, and it was the most hyped movie. Like, even without having cable, I was seeing commercials for this thing. It's just stupid how hyped it was. And that, I think that there's there's a pretty good chance that that is the worst movie I've ever sat through in my entire life. It's just, it's, it's not just that the ca- the characters aren't there the script isn't there it's like every single thing they did was trying to win some type of award it was every single trope you could think of it was every single cliche when you, you could say think it was of. everything every trope that you could think of can you elaborate on that i mean tell me something that you think a character should do in a movie and that's what happens like uh <clears throat> chris pratt i don't even remember his character but like he just he he's the dude that's got the answer in every situation he's the cool guy and there, there's this scene where they're like locked in a jail cell or whatever and uh opie's daughter i forget her name ron paul's little girl mm-hmm. she's standing there next to him and she's like we're trapped there's no way to get out playing the damsel in distress and he's like i'll save us and he just starts whistling until a dinosaur comes through the wall i'm like how is this e-? like what <laughs> just Come on. And then I'm like, okay, so you're going to pull a dinosaur through the wall. And it was a baby dinosaur. But still, you're going to get yourself trapped in a cell with a dinosaur because Opie's little girl's angry that she can't unlock the door. That's just stupidity. But So you can think of any scene in that movie and prior to what happens next, you know what happens next. So he, Opie's daughter, man, I wish that Claire, is that her name? I think her name's Claire in the movie. Anyway, so she's like off doing her own thing. This is the big scene at the end or whatever she's off doing her own thing and chris pratt being the hero he's up on the roof or whatever and he's trying to save some little girl if you haven't seen the movie i guess spoiler alert but wait was fallen kingdom the newest one yeah oh okay i saw it okay yeah yeah Yeah. so you remember when he's standing on the roof and you're like oh i wonder what's gonna happen next and then she just shows up with the gun and throws it to him like i could have called that and every i i felt like that entire movie was me sitting down saying i i I called that like Um, no duh you know what my biggest issue with that movie was what the first like three quarters of the movie it was just action no story then everything gets resolved in the last like 20 minutes of the movie and everything's explained in like the last 20 minutes of the movie and then the twist with the girl i don't want to spoil it because it's still kind of new yeah yeah but uh the twist with the girl was it was just like really like that's dumb when the bad guy showed up on the screen as the good guy i'm like this dude's the bad guy yeah like duh it's like obviously (laughs) 
I don't know. Just like when when she's sitting there and she's talking to the dude sitting in his wheelchair and he's got that old staff with the mosquito in it or whatever. And then there's that little girl in the corner. And like, does he have a daughter? And like, no, he doesn't have a daughter, but he has a granddaughter. I'm like, how the fuck do you get the granddaughter then? Well, like, I mean, they did say that his his daughter died. I know, but she didn't say no. His daughter's passed away. She's like, oh no no no, he doesn't have children, but he does have a granddaughter. I'm like, did he adopt? <laughs> Come but on. uh yeah that that movie was a letdown. Um although that uh that one kid, he was uh like super nerdy. You mean the nerd that was the nerd trope? The, yeah, the nerd basically. that did everything. The the nerd that you could have called right off the bat that he was shy and that he didn't like confrontation and that he was scared but he was pretty good with computers because he was wearing glasses. He he had one he had well he had a couple scenes that just had me laughing though. Yeah. And that, that was pretty good. Um, speaking of tropes, though, we'll have to do an episode on that, because tropes, yeah, tropes are really... Are tropes are fun. They're really interesting, and they, they fall into the category of any media. Yeah. And there was that angry girl in Fallen Kingdom that didn't die, so I guess that we could talk about broken tropes, too. Because she was just angry and mean and B.A. and flipping everybody off. And Some of the stuff that happened in that movie, I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, when she's sitting in there with Blue and the guy comes in, he's like, I need blood drawn. And she's like, fuck you, and flips him off as a way to, like, make him go away. If the, it, it, I don't know. If a, if a military dude opened the door and some little girl flips him off because she's taking care of a dinosaur, I don't think he'd just be like, all right, have a nice day. And then... I, I don't think she fell under the badass trope, though. I mean, she, she was trying. She was trying, but I don't think she truly fell under it. Yeah. I mean, uh, look at uh, anything that Michelle Rodriguez does. That's true. She's this badass, and I swear she dies in every movie. She, yeah. She's the female Sean Bean. But yeah. uh, th- that's that's the trope that I'm talking about. So, didn't he not die in something? I don't know. I don't think so. I think I remember something he didn't die in. If if that's true, then uh, that's something that we don't talk about. Yeah, we don't talk about when Sean Bean lives. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, uh, anyway, uh, are there any other, like, AAA titles in the movie world, or even shows? Like, there's AAA shows, too. Dude, so, I just finished watching through, um, Future Man? Mm-hmm. That show was hyped as shit, if you have Hulu. I, I watch a lot of stuff on Hulu. I love Hulu. Thank you, Hulu. Give me free stuff. Um, so, I, it was hyped up, like, I mean, it was hyped up that I was seeing commercials and stuff for it on cable and i'm just like they got josh hutchinson like this famous ass act they got PETA in a tv show and i'm like there's no way like they, they got this big name actor it's, they're hyping it up like crazy i thought it was gonna suck because they're like we're gonna go into the nerd genre and we're gonna do a show about video games starring a guy who all of you have seen before i thought it was gonna be shit that show is so fucking funny is he really that big an actor, though? Um, I haven't seen him in anything other than Hunger Games. Uh, then you haven't seen the Red Dawn remake, because that was amazing. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, I, I try to stay clear of remakes. Okay, so the Red Dawn remake, what I really liked about it is the two main stars are both named Chris. And... <laughs> and... Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it, was the, it was the original movie with updated countries so like in the original red dawn it's russia's coming to kill us or whatever because russia's the big bad guy at the time in the new red dawn it's just like the exact same thing but north korea um speaking of remakes aren't they making another blade runner they just made a new oh they just did okay so it's already out yeah i mean it's probably been out for like a year as far as i know it's been out for a while (laughs) it's (laughs) 
Well, I'm not big on movies and stuff. You know, know that. I, I know. pay attention to video games and board games. And Man, we I, gotta start doing an episode about board games. Yeah, thing is, it's it's kind of hard to. Because, Why? Yeah, uh, talk about Munchkin all day. Oh, yeah, but that's Munchkin. That's Munchkin. one thing, like... I want to do a Betrayal at House on the Hill review. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, Betrayal yeah. at House on the Hill, check it out. If it's you guys want, if you guys want a board game episode, drop a comment down below. Tell us what games you want us to review, what board games you want us to take a look at. Um, we actually do game nights once a week where a bunch of us get together and just play board games. So if you have one that you want us to test, let us know and we'll bring it to a game night. Yeah, um, right now I just recently bought New York 1901, and I'm really looking forward to playing it. It seems like a lot of fun. Capitalism. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, one of, some of our favorite games are Munchkin, Betrayal at House on the Hill. We play a lot of Pandemic, which Lots is another pandemic. great game. Best game to lose. <laughs> um, and uh, we, we do play D&D every now and again. Yeah, we've kind of slowed down on D&D. Yeah, it's... it's we, which is weird with our name. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean... That name isn't because we play Dungeons and Dragons all the time. It's because our lives are critical failures. Basically. And uh, we did want to center around uh, like video games and other like geek tropes. <laughs> yeah, geek culture stuff. And uh, a lot of my friends that aren't nerds or geeks that don't like video games, board games, are kind of more into like pop culture and stuff. Uh, whenever you like mention nerds or geeks, the first thing that comes to their mind is D&D. So that's kind of how we thought about the name of the podcast. And D&D is just fun. <laughs> so 20-sided dice, that, great way to represent nerds. That's what Harmon Quest's about, by the way. If you guys, They're not playing Dungeons & Dragons, they're playing Pathfinder. But it's, uh, it's just them live playing it with uh, big-name stars and stuff. You got that guy that was on Saturday. Or, Kumal Najiani shows up on it. Twice. It's awesome. He's um, one of the best characters. He is. He's awesome. So... It's uh, Dan Harmon, Dan Harmon's ex-wife, that guy that used to be on Whose Line Is It Anyway, but not the one who you think it is, and then a celebrity guest. And it's awesome. Like, watch it. For real. It's great. That's a show that has not been hyped up enough. No, it, it, it sure. needs more hype, and I wouldn't mind seeing more shows like that on true networks, like on TV networks. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Um, oh, Galaxy Quest. Oh, that was a great movie. Sam Rockwell's best role. Was it hyped at all? I don't know. I wasn't alive back then. I was. That was yeah, it was 90s. <laughs> I was absolutely alive back then. I don't know. I love Sam Rockwell. He's in so many underrated movies that are amazing. Like uh, Mr. Right. I watched it. It was on Netflix like two years ago or whatever. And I didn't hear anything about it. I didn't hear that it was going to be in theaters or anything. And I'm just like, well... I guess I'll give it a try because Sam Rockwell's in it and he's awesome. I love anything that he's in. That's Guy, um, crewman number 46 in Galaxy Quest. Crewman 42. I don't remember. Anyway, so I watched it. That movie was so fucking funny. It was Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick. And, like, Anna Kendrick was some, you know, she was playing herself, a girl that can't close her mouth because she breathes through it. Am and I thinking of the wrong movie? Galaxy Quest was with Alan Rickman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then, yeah. Snape was in there. He played, what's his name? He was the basically the Klingon of the crew. No, he was Spock. Well, I mean, he looked more like a Klingon. Yeah, I know, but his so <laughs> his persona in the movie was Leonard Nimoy's actual persona towards Spock when he originally wrote the book "I Am Not Spock." 
And then it was so that that movie came out an interesting time for Leonard Nimoy because it was after he wrote the book saying that he's not Spock, but before he wrote the book saying that he was. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. You're, you're missed. Live long and prosper, buddy. I mean, you you, you did live long, I guess. <laughs> And God, you pros- I'm so you're, bad. You're at really this. bad at this. It's, it's I, I, you're, this is why I don't go out in public. You're so tasteless. God, <laughs> I love you, Leonard. I mean, are you gonna? Is this gonna be a common thing where you're just shouting out really tasteless things about? Probably. Dead you know who I don't like? Zachary Quintos. Um, I, I like him as an actor. I really do. Phenomenal actor. Siler, just out of the. Yeah, world. I was gonna say he was great as Siler. Yeah. But he's got this new show on the History Channel, and I, I've watched one episode, so do not quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure all he does is drive around the country and talk to people whose lives have been impacted by sinkholes. <laughs> what? Hand to God, it's at least one episode of his TV show. He drives around and he talks to people whose lives have been ruined by sinkholes, and I'm just like, this is kind of weird. I mean, I was interested, but... <laughs> I don't know. It's just so weird. If that's the kind of stuff that he's into, like, I don't know. You can't have Spock out there just being like, so tell me about the sinkhole by your house. I I feel like that's one of his lesser roles, in my opinion, was Spock. He he did a good job, I think. Uh, He he has Uh, been more hyped up as Spock than anything else. But I'm not a Trekkie like you are. That's true. But uh, I thought he did a decent job. By the way, Picard over Kirk. Oh, hands down. So get this. If you guys haven't heard... You need to look this up. Patrick Stewart just got recast as Jean-Luc Picard in a new series coming to CBS about or it's about the life of Captain Jean-Luc Picard after the Enterprise. I am out of this world excited for it and it's all because of all of the popularity that was gained from star trek discovery which i've watched a couple of episodes of but will not continue to watch because they want to make me pay premium cable channels like premium <laughs> prices for cbs for cbs cbs they're like hey you like the star trek discovery show we know that trekkies love their shit so pay us money to watch it and i'm just like i'm not falling for your shit i'm not gonna play that game uh, that sounds like a that sounds like the ea games scheme it, it is it's the ea games model on television they're like we'll give you the channel for free with cable or like a satellite because it's broadcast television and they're like but if you want to watch stuff on demand you best be paying us, like, I think it's like 10 15 bucks a month, too. Like, you want me to pay $15 a month to watch a Star Trek show? I can just go on Netflix. Okay, I can't say go on Netflix and watch it because Netflix is 15 bucks a month. But that's more than just Star Trek. Yeah, well, I mean, if you do the premium for that, isn't it all the CBS shows, too? No. It's like, just that show? I can't get CBS on Hulu. It's stupid. Like, the CBS All Access, you can't get it anywhere else. That's it. You just have to go through them. Wow. Okay, so that's just for that show too. No, I mean they got other shows or whatever stupid stuff. Just that nothing I don't care that you're about. interested in. Yeah, like nine one one and. But I mean, th- th- this is falling into another tangent. Um, that's that's on demand. I mean, it's convenience that you're paying for. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're watching it on a broadcast network, then you have to wait for it to come on. No, no, absolutely. Or record I, it. I understand the business model. I totally see the value. I get it 100%. But if Fox isn't doing it, CBS shouldn't be doing it. I, I guess that's true. Um, like, okay, if, if, if they came out with this show, this new Star Trek show on HBO, 
I'd subscribe to HBO again, and I would watch it, and then I'd unsubscribe when it was over because I don't give that much of a crap about HBO. But a premium cable network who's already set the precedent, and they're like, listen, you're paying for us if you want us. Showtime, I switch between Showtime and HBO throughout the year based on what's on and what I want to watch, and I totally understand. I'm going to be paying extra for that. You can't set a precedent like CBS is just this broadcast station, and then they're trying to bring... AMC tried to do that a couple of years ago when Breaking Bad and Walking Dead and everything were kicking off heavy. AMC tried to do that, and it ended up getting them to lose their contracts with Dish Network, DirecTV, Cox Cable. All these providers were like, screw that, and they had to backtrack and go back to being a free channel you can go watch the walking dead on the amc app through a roku for free you don't even need cable to do it yeah and that's amc i mean that's breaking bad that's the greatest show in the world yeah uh speaking of breaking bad at least make a movie we need to know what happens to walter white honestly i hope he died but for real and even if you don't make a Walter White movie, please just give us some updates on Jesse. I want to know how that dude's doing. Like, did he go straight from Breaking Bad to being the kid in Need for Speed? I don't know. Let me know. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a uh, canon <laughs> in a shared universe. <laughs> yeah. Did, have you read those theories that are like Breaking Bad happens in the same universe as, as The Walking Dead? Dead? Yeah. yeah. No, well, I mean, cool. it uh, it makes sense, though, if you read all the... Yeah. I I read fan theories. I'm yeah, such like, a loser. They have like that newspaper article or something about the what's it called the blue the blue meth. Yeah, and then um, Glenn is the one who sold Walter that charger that he drives. Yeah, yeah, that's just cool. That's awesome. But yeah, anyway, uh, we're hey. If any of you guys watch Sons of Anarchy, I just started watching. Well, I mean, we all just started watching Mayans because episode one came out last week. Let me know what you think. I I feel like it has potential to uh, be great. It can It started last week as of the recording of this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's got a lot of potential to it, but Kurt's just hitting all of his same old marks. Like I'm sitting there and I'm pointing out. I'm like, that's Jax. That's Tig. And like, I mean, you. Let me know what you think. Get in contact with me. Let's start a discussion about Mayans. Because I am... I have been excited for Mayans since Suns ended. But, so, uh... Anyway, uh... We're running a bit... Low on time here, so, uh... Yeah, we're actually... We are out of time as of right now. Listen, guys. It's been awesome. Um... We're going to do another episode next week. We decided we're going to start dropping these episodes every single Monday. So, stay tuned in. Stay listening. And uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll just rant about pretty close to whatever we think the topic might be. Yeah, we, we, we won't might, stay on topic. We might have to do another boom bust episode because I feel like we got way too off topic on this one. But it's been great. Uh, shameless plug at the end. This episode has been brought to you by, sponsored by, BanjosCloset.com. For all your geek and gamer needs, go check it out. And... Uh, Oh, and you uh, you say? as as always, leave us a comment. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us what we can do to improve or what you'd like to hear about. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Let us know, guys. If you've got some topics that you want us to almost talk about, we will absolutely give it a go. So, uh, again, with the board games, drop it in the comments. Let us know. Get in touch with us. Somehow we'll be sending out the link and everything to our Facebook page. We're going to start a group so that we can all stay connected on all of this. And uh, as for hyped up media that either did really well or really bad, leave a comment. Tell us what you think did really well or really bad that was super hyped up. Yeah, and like a thousand more other plugs in the meantime. Like, I'm just going to plug everything. Like, share, tell a friend, you know. Get us out there. Spread us around. Get, get the word going. Other than that, you know, game on and peace out.